Mark signs. Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of the Nerd Related Sports Edition podcast. I'm Matt Farley. Tonight we're having a threesome. Uh, <laughs> that's one way to open up the show. Uh, Brian, what's happening, man? Not much, man. You know, we're out here. It's uh, peak video game season. Battlefield's out. Forza's out. Halo surprise launch multiplayer today. I don't have enough time in the day to do all of this stuff. Yeah. But we're here. It's weird that you're here and Mark found a reason not to be here. There's no baseball. It's too cold to play bags outside. So I don't know. Mark is literally. He calls it cornhole now. Yeah, he's he's cornhole guy now. He's official. He calls it cornhole. I mean, what? he's the number one ranked dude, you know, out wait, here. Wait, does he sit? Is there seriously like rankings for that now? Yeah, I say well, you saw him. It's the bar league number one that he's in, but there are like quite a few teams in there, like 40 or 50 teams, and he's first. Damn. Well, then. Okay. Well, then he's got an excuse. Um, Andy's not with us tonight because Andy is the newest homeowner in South Milwaukee. So, shouts to Andy. Congrats. Actually, not not a not a oh, proud rocket. Yeah, he's not in South Milwaukee. Where no. where is his house? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Stra- oh, straight Milwaukee. Let's not give out too information. I don't want our fans creeping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Let's get on his address. AJ. Uh, one, two, three, four. I know I, that was going to be my next question, just to see if I could bait <laughs> you into that. But um, but yeah, uh, hey, just the three of us tonight. We'll be probably back with more than three of us next week. Um, you should definitely check us out on Twitter. We are at NR Sports Edition. And uh, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, as uh, you probably are if you're one of our loyal listeners. Uh, shouts to my mother-in-law. Uh, but with that, guys, uh, wow, it seems like baseball ends and everything else just gets insane. Um, we'll start with the NFL uh, because that's the hot thing right now. So right now, we're, we're hitting the halfway point in the NFL season and, you know, we're starting to see trends that the teams that are good are separating themselves as long as they're not in the AFC. Uh, but let's say the playoffs started today. Who, who are you excited for? Who do you think would, would really make a run? And then comparatively, what would that look like when the playoffs do start in gosh, what nine weeks from now? Nine weeks is still that long. Yeah. feels like, yeah, it feels like a really long time. A lot can happen. So, so who are you digging? Who, who are you feeling good about? You want me to go first? So I'll say, um, obviously, out of the NFC, I feel very comfortable with Aaron Rodgers being back now and what the Packers have done uh, from a defensive perspective, certainly tightened up quite a bit. I don't think they've allowed a, a point scored in the last six quarters, which hasn't been done since 2010. So um, defense is clicking. Offense, I feel like, is still not full go. Um, but there's across the league, like Tampa Bay just loses. There's that's what you got to love about the NFL is where, you know, the shitty two win team can, can bring it every Sunday and, and compete. And I think we've seen that now with a number of what we consider the stronger teams on both the AFC and the NFC um, AFC wise, I'd say, look out for the chiefs um, if they figure it out and maybe that defense will just be okay ish. And the offense gets back to being what they historically have been. Um, I know everyone thinks Buffalo is going to run away with it, but Again, they haven't played like they've been playing extremely clean, but has been like a full clean slate yet. And, and so. they, they don't have like a ton of statement wins either. Like they they've beat some good teams. And I was as you were kind of going through the Chiefs, I was going to talk about the Bills 
And the Bills statement win wise, and of course my computer now is sucking. They did beat the Chiefs early on, and that was probably the start of sort of the Chiefs struggles. But for the most part, you know, they they lost to the Titans, who are extremely hot right now. I worry about the Titans defensively um, down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, they they haven't really they beat the Jets, they lost to the Jaguars, they beat the Dolphins twice, they beat the Texans. They beat Washington and they lost to Pittsburgh in week one. So um, it's, it's tough to say, but as we've talked about a bunch of times on, on this podcast, you, you, you got to win your winnable games, right? And Buffalo has certainly done it and they've done it with flying colors, um, at least on the defensive side of the ball, Buffalo right now, in terms of where they're at team defense wise, they lead the league in points allowed. Now you can look at their opponents and say, well, there's that. Uh, they rank third in rushing yards allowed, second in passing yards allowed. They're like middle of the pack when it comes to sacks, but they're tied for first in pressure rate and first in hurry percentage. So they're, they're still getting after the quarterback and they're impacting what that quarterback is doing. Offensively, you're, you're right. They haven't, they haven't had a clean slate to this point. But it feels like, and and maybe this is just more so looking at what they, how effective they were last year. It feels like they they're they're going to hit another gear. But like right now, they're third in points scored, eighth in overall yards, and they lead the league in point differential. I'm sorry, turnover differential. So, like yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo to me is is the team to beat right now. Even though they don't have statement wins, they're they just seem like the more complete package. Green Bay is in that category right now, but offensively. Yeah, they've been inconsistent. They've got more statement wins. I think the Packers are the best team in in the NFC, and that's no disrespect to Tampa. But um, Soto, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Kansas City starting to wake up a little bit. Yesterday was a big game for them, even though, um, you know, you can have one one off game. Say I had a good stat there though with the Packers. Uh, it's not just that they allowed that few amount of points. It's who they allowed it against, mm-hmm. right? Like they allowed it against Kansas city and against Seattle two future hall of fame quarterbacks who typically can light it up on anyone. So that's important for them in the AFC. I'd say I have to agree with Farley. I think Buffalo is the team. I, I like watching them. They're a fun team to watch. I mean, offensively, they're fun. Defensively, they're fun. Um, and they're complete. Special teams feels good. They got two running backs. Um, Stefan Diggs is still, you know, lighting it up. Emmanuel Sanders. I just worry about Josh Allen in the playoffs, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. He has to prove it at this point. Like, out of all the, right. the entire AFC, the only quarterback in the entire AFC that has proven his playoff record is Patrick Mahomes. There's nobody yeah. else. If you run down the list in Tennessee, Tannehill hasn't done it. Josh Allen hasn't done it. Baltimore, I guess you can give him one win last year or whatever. You know, I don't feel like it's enough. Pittsburgh probably is out in the first round. New Dang, England man. has a rookie quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Justin Herbert hasn't made it yet. We don't know what that looks like. Joe Burrow's basically a rookie. I mean, realistically – if throw David Carr in there down, too. Yeah. Throw David Carr's inconsistent ass in there. Yeah. Legitimately Raiders, Colts, no one outside yeah. of 
Patrick Mahomes has any type of proven experience in the AFC. Yeah, and that's why I said the Chiefs. Like, the defense might just be what it is, you know? It's just like, I feel like that as a Packers fan, we're always like, yeah, Ben, but don't break. You know, we, don't, we only gave up 21 points. It gives our team a chance to light it up. And I think that's what the Chiefs have become, which is fine. Like, you can't pay everybody and then have, like, a, a, a completely sound machine running. Nobody bats a 1,000 GM-wise. Um, but they'll continue to keep getting better. I think before, you know, they regress, uh, I feel like they maybe already hit their low, but there's nine weeks left in a season. Like gets cold up in Buffalo. Uh, are those running backs really going to be, you know, ready to take the rock? You know, I've got Singletary in my few of my leagues. I don't think that dude's ever seen 10 rushes in a game. So I have Zach Moss. He's he ever, it pretty well. All right. <laughs> Matt Breida was kind of annoying yesterday. If you, were, I know uh, the, the, the pulser, the ghost of Matt Breida. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. No, that, and then that's in a, the, in the NFC, I think for me, it's the Cowboys, guys. I mean, Green Bay has proven with some wins. I, I just feel like we're always here with the Packers. <laughs> They're always the yes, winner. We are. <laughs> <laughs> They're always a one or a two and then just crush your collective hearts in the NFC championship game. Yes, they do. I don't think the Cardinals are going to have enough to come all the way out of the NFC. I think they'll be fun. Maybe NFC championship game, but I think the Cowboys are doing what Farley said, right? You play your schedule, but not only are they beating good teams, they're running through the bad teams. Like this, not, it's not even really a competition. They look like they're better than, everyone that they play didn't they just get smoked last week by denver yeah but yes. everybody's everybody's got a bad loss which i said I, I mentioned that earlier yeah you just all i know is like right now well, san francisco's whooping the rams yeah <laughs> um this is weird does mike mccarthy still talk about like pad level and fundamentals now that he's on the cowboys and those press conferences or like you know he, he always had these like one the same lines as those pad levels, juice. We got to clean this up. Yeah, yeah, the fundamentals, the preparation. He used like the same successful. ten. Yeah, same ten keywords got him through like a decade in Green Bay. I, I haven't watched him in a press conference. It, it, like watching Hard Knocks, he seems less um, coach speaky. That's a term. yeah. That's, that's a thing. Term. I get that. Um, I get that. He seems more just like, all right, this is what's happening. I'll be a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll fill in the media, but you're right. So uh, Dallas, Dallas is all around probably the best team in the NFC. Now the Packers, the Packers, I think have surprised a lot of people defensively. The thing, the thing about Dallas that I want to see, and this happened in that Denver game is what happens when that defense is not forcing turnovers, because let's say Dallas has to go to a green Bay or another cold cold weather opponent in the playoffs um, and that game slows down and, and maybe they're not getting thrown on as much. And, you know, you're, you're running the ball more. Are they going to be as effective defensively if they're not taking the ball away from you? That's the only thing. Um, but Dallas offensively is so freaking dynamic. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, they might be better than Tampa at this point, yeah. uh, given where they're at. It just, well, I so said we should be talking about Tampa a little bit, right? Like, yes, they've had – they, too, have not had a clean slate all around, uh, but they're, like, on their 13th string cornerback. You know, like, they're just decimated with injuries. So, they do have Brady. I feel like they'll find a way. 
they they always seem to win the, the games when you're grinding, right? Like those are those hard fought playoff games where not everyone's you know, like you're not always gonna light it up for 45 points or whatever. Um and then even with Arizona, if like they can just get healthy, we saw what they could be early on, like when they were clicking. Uh, you know, Kyler was doing his thing. My boy James Connor, the resurrection. Uh, you know, their their wide receiver stayed uh, healthy. So I don't know. They lose JJ Watt. I get that, but nine weeks, man. That's like a whole season, right? Like so long. But so but long. Minnesota. Like I know, so I was a big Minnesota fan, and I have a few of their players in the in my fantasy team. So I've been following. Them. They should. They could easily. Only have like two or three losses. Bro, yeah. like legit, it's crazy. I think the first or second game they lost by because they're they're again they have the worst luck with field goal kickers. With Dude, uh, it's with... insane. They lost to Baltimore by two. They lost to Cincinnati in overtime. Like legitimately, they have like four games that they should yeah. have won. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been following enough of it where I'm like, dude, like the eye test. Like Kirk Cousins is actually playing pretty decent. You know, like they're not bad. They just have had a tough break yeah and, and I, I, they could get in i mean they can be the last they could be the last team in out of the nfc yeah i and the, the packers have a chance to close the division this week which is unbelievable that's sad <laughs> uh that's sad. crazy but yeah i mean the 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 nfc is very top heavy and that probably is associated with four teams but other than that i mean a lot of things can shake up what it comes down to, and I'm, and I'm glad you talked about Arizona, because I think Arizona is finding itself in a very similar position to where they were last year, where they started showing signs that we can be competitive. Um, offensively, we're extremely dynamic. But their offense later on in the year, I can remember thinking back, like Cliff Kingsbury is not making any any offensive adjustments whatsoever. Like, he's not it seems like it's the exact same sort of game plan. And I understand there's philosophy and pillars of an offense, and then there's making adjustments and they weren't doing that last year. It'll be very interesting to see with teams like Dallas now that they're, they're very strong uh, offensively and and they've got all of their pieces there, Arizona, what they're going to look like offensively in the second half of the year, Minnesota, who has been a, good offense. Are they going to be able to make adjustments? It seems like they are now that they're using Dalvin cook a hell of a lot more. It's these teams that you, you don't know about their playoff experience, but, and you won't know until you get there, but you can at least get a sense of what they're going to be like based on how they're making adjustments later on in the season, when their offense is on film and defenses are making adjustment. Look at what's happening to the Rams right now. Um, the Rams are struggling, and I think it's because Sean McVay hasn't realized yet that, oh, shit, we kind of got figured out here. What are we going to do to produce offense when Cooper Cup is getting bracket coverage and uh, we've got to find another option? And also, Robert Woods now is hurt. So run yeah. the ball. Give yeah. Henderson the ball. I thought this wasn't a fantasy show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, NF- the NFL has Hit the over. <laughs> they got seven spots again, right? So only the number one seed is going to have a bye. So, I mean, right now that's the Titans and the Packers. That Titans. bye could be pretty important just in general. I mean, as a two seed, say, I think I don't think Carolina gets in, right? Let's say the Vikings get in as, as a seven seed in the NFC. The Cardinals versus the Vikings 
they played already this year, and it was a close game. Like, yeah, that could be an upset for them. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you would have Cowboys and Saints. You would have the, right now. You'd have the Buccaneers and the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. So like it, it's it's crazy. There's a lot of there's so much season left though, man. Like yeah, so much fluidity. Like the Eagles just win. You know, not even though the Eagles suck, but you know, uh, Washington football team gets a big win uh, against Tampa Bay at home. Like even some of the crappy, like the yes, the Jets played probably the worst game of they set football back like 20 years after yesterday's game. But I feel like we <laughs> that say so that. Bad. I feel like we say that occasionally. But you look at a team like the Jags, like. I think they've been competing pretty hard these last few weeks. A lot of people question Urban Meyer early on in his coaching capabilities. And I think he can get a team around him. If the guys play hard, like they're in they're they're down to get coached up. So uh, I feel like that's what we've been seeing with the Jaguars lately. How do you guys feel about the, I'm sorry, go for it. How do you guys feel about the Patriots? I'm glad you brought that up because that was gonna be one of the things that I wanted to move to at some point here. Um so Bill Belichick, I think, in, in defensively is doing one hell of a job um, putting his team in a really good position. And Josh McDaniels is doing a really good job making things very uh, digestible for Mac Jones. And Mac Jones might be the, the best rookie quarterback yeah. out of that class I right now. I think he's the most Well, I mean, by, <laughs> in nine weeks – Maybe it's Justin Fields, but as of right now, Mac Jones is is the guy. Um, it, it's confusing to see. Uh, I don't get it. They're beating teams that are more talented than them, but they come in with very good game plans. I mean, they they held up decently against Tampa Bay back, what, four or five weeks ago already. Um, I don't think they can carry it through, uh, but it's a good sign if you're if you're a Patriots fan – your team is winning winnable games and mm-hmm. your rookie quarterback looks solid at the solid. least, right? Solid. Right? I mean, he's not great, but he, he's solid. He's, he's going he to three touchdowns he yesterday. So, you know, he's seen the field and it's not like he's like sticking to like the number one receiver right away. Like he's not going to the a option. He's, he's making his progressions. And I think that's what you want to see out of a rookie quarterback. And mm-hmm. they were, you know, even at the draft, you know, they were hyping him up and Saban was hyping up like he's the most game time ready to go. And I mean, he was, he, he's had the bright lights on him. He was supposed to be the third pick. <laughs> I right. mean, that's what it was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the third pick. He's had the bright lights on for a while. So I think he's used to that. Um, but like you said, game plan, Bill Belichick's great. In- and uh, McDaniels makes it easier for these younger guys to digest, you know, made it easier for Cam to digest. Um, yeah, again, they, they're beating the teams that they should and then competing against the ones that you would think that they'd have a tough time against. Their their run game, too, has – like, they, they made some signings in the offseason to improve their offensive line. Um, but their, their run game, I don't think, has been this dynamic in a very long time. And dynamic in that they, they've got three-and-a-half functional running backs – I functional is, is disrespectful to how good they've been, but Ramondre Stevenson has been just a, a blessing uh, these last few weeks. And it really, the way that the NFL runs now, 
and you're starting to see see teams do this more in in it's kind of relative to what the NBA is kind of like now with sort of resting players and, and working players in as the season goes on in December your your feature back might be very different than the one you had in October even though he's still on the roster so um they're a team that's that's built for that and they're making the most out of having a, a really dynamic run game and a I think a, a much improved offensive line. Yeah. I, I say, lost you guys there for a yeah, second. Yeah, I thought it did. It did definitely kind of got lag there. Yeah, there's a little lag. Yeah, right. What's uh, it's lighting up right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette, actually, and I felt like the last time on camera. Yeah, certain- we. We gave you some shit last time. I'm going to have Mark just Photoshop state smoking a cigarette over his name. Just so smoking we can just have a picture. That's like the TV break, you know, be back in a minute. Oh God, man. I say just turn it on, bro. Like let's take it back to the, to the eighties office space where you can smoke at your desk and throw it in a garbage can. You know, once you're Those done for the day, some, smoke an airplane some office. Yeah. Some office yeah. fires. Are we going to, are we going to talk about Superman coming back? Hell yeah. 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 Um, is, is he back? Like, I don't know. Like I, th- I, I thought that was a little overdramatic yesterday. I LOL. Cause uh, I'm in a group text with some buddies. I'm in a fantasy league with surprise. And uh, one of our boys is a huge cam lover. And he's like, he's back. And I'm like, dude, he played like seven <laughs> plays. I mean, like he was, he was Taysom Hill for $10 million. So I don't like the, you'll, we'll, how quickly can he digest a playbook? Let's be realistic here. So he's definitely going to be on a restricted playbook for at least the next couple of weeks. So, you know, they're going to be run heavy. They're going to rely on their defense. Are they going to get be much better? I don't mind PJ Walker, man, from our XFL days where we were watching the XFL. We're like, this guy has a chance. Yeah. And he didn't play poorly. Like, I think he was like, what, 21 for 28 with 270 yards. I think he had an interception, but. Whatever on the on the playbook, just because the way they were using Sam Darnold was how they were using Cam his whole damn career. They were running them on a goal line. How many rushing touchdowns does Sam Darnold have? I want to say it's like eight. He had like five in five weeks. Like, are you serious right now? Like, what is going on? I mean, they're gonna run it the exact same way. I think Sam Darnold's career is done. Like, I mean, you'll be a backup maybe one or two years, and then you're out of the NFL. But um, he's definitely not back, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, well, they're gonna end up like they're paying Bridgewater right now to play for another team, and then they're gonna end up having to pay Darnold like eighteen million dollars. They said next year to be a backup, and then they dude, re- saw, they gave Cam ten million. I saw a crazy ass thing. I, I'm probably gonna butcher it. Maybe you guys have seen it. We can post it on Twitter. But it said the Panthers paid are still paying Cam's backup. They're paying the backup to Cam's backup, and now they're paying Cam. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What? That's Real crazy. inception shit, yeah. That's crazy. They probably uh, spent like $70 million to just wind back up where they were at two years ago. I'm pro Cam, so I, I hope he makes that. I hope they make a run. Like, it would be very Cinderella-like, you know, if they just go on a winning streak and squeak into the playoffs. Give McCaffrey a chance, man. Like that dude's too good. Yeah, and as a McCaffrey owner, I was a little bit sad yesterday. How Same. Cam vultured a lot of touchdowns. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think he's. It's it's very difficult to uh, to say that. Uh, well, he's he's back, 
for Cam Newton standards, which is I can run like a running back. I don't, I don't have the durability like one. Yeah, he didn't want to run. He doesn't want to run. No, well, he's built like a linebacker, so they make him run. Like yeah. he got pummeled last year. I, like I was watching. I watched a decent amount of those Patriots games. Dude had like 17 rushes a game. You know, he'd yeah. just be diving forward, getting piled on by 300 pound uh, defensive linemen. Yeah, Josh so that, McDaniels that, beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that takes some punishment on your body. So I'm, I'm hoping. I hope he gets to sling it around. Yeah, they're gonna. That. I. I don't know that how, like how nuanced that offense is compared to what he had with Ron Rivera and uh, was it Joe Brady? I'm trying to remember whose offensive coordinator was yeah, back then. That was that. Um, like we'll see. I, I don't know. Like I think they're I think they're going to put Darnold, give Darnold another shot, and then rotate Cam in for you know for us Cam or our, us Christian McCaffrey owners to uh, lose touchdowns. <laughs> take his, but take his touchdowns. He ain't back. He ain't back, y'all. He ain't Sorry. back. All right. What can we disagree on here? How about how about this question? And Soto, you brought this up, and I think it's really good. Obviously, it's early on in the NBA season, and there are a lot of teams that are competitive that are not in it. And then there are teams that are not competitive and won't be in it down the stretch. And one of those teams are the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. So do you think the Pelicans, given their outlook on the future – should start considering moving on or moving Zion Williamson. Yeah, I think the the time is now. I think it's time to get some maximum returns on them. I mean, they they got a decent haul for Julius Randle, right? I mean, they they did well. They got some pieces. They kind of let Lonzo walk. I don't know why. I felt like Lonzo is a perfect complement to what Zion is. Somebody that can give him the ball lob him the ball as many times as possible in a pinpoint location and doesn't take away from any of his touch. It doesn't, I don't understand how that happens. And then to add fuel to the fire, he doesn't even want to be there. Like, you know, we know it. The Pelicans know it. Everyone in the NBA knows it. He's showing up overweight still. I mean, for his frame, you just got to try to get get what you can from him. Otherwise, he's just going to walk. I mean, right? There's still, what? what is it, this year and next year? But don't let him get hurt. What if he gets hurt? You know, what if he's over on a 2-12 and 12 team? What if he gets hurt and now you're stuck and there's nothing you can do until he's not hurt anymore? And he'd be off of, what, his second, third injury. Nobody's going to give you what he's worth at that point. And now you just got to let him walk. You got to, well, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens in the lottery when we're in the second worst team in the NBA after Houston. I don't Houston should be demoted. If this was soccer, the Rockets would be demoted by third time now. Like, legit, it would be over for them. See, I think that uh, I'm on the opposite end of this. Um, and usually I'm pretty player-centric. But, like, what has the dude done to demand a trade, like, He's consistently gotten injured. He's out of shape. So he's, I don't want to say he's lacking professionalism, but he still has some growing up to do. You know, at the end of the day, it is a business and that franchise is worth a billion dollars probably. So they need to fill seats. And how often are you going to get a talent like Zion when he is healthy, when he is in shape, when he is motivated? You just said it like they had a strong team. You know, you, you had Lonzo, a true point guard. Uh, but Brandon Ingram's the real deal too. Uh, another guy that hasn't been able to stay consistently healthy, but 
they, you know, basically took the entire Lakers roster and some picks and, you know, they got Jackson Hayes and they can't fumble the bag here and let this dude walk. And you said like, yeah, get the hall now, but what team's offering the hall? The guy's hasn't really played. And I know when he does play, he's like this transcending player and he sells Nikes and a lot of jerseys. And that's why they should be wanting to keep him on the team. Uh, if anything, like clean house of the leadership there, maybe like the GM was a David Griffin, the old Cavs dude that they brought in. He's the guy that drafted him, but he's, uh, he's on his what third coach now. And he's been doing this for what, three or four years. So like, didn't they have Monty Williams or who they have that like they let walk and then they took Van Gundy and they didn't let that kind of play itself one out. Year. Now they're, yeah, now they're on their third coach. So what um... I, I get keeping players happy, but if I'm if I'm them, like I'm not trading them. Uh, make them happy somehow. Do what what needs to be done. Spend money. Get his friends over there. Get the right players over there. Get the right system in place. Get him a nutritionist. Like that is your investment. You are a billion dollar company. That is like your sole purpose is to continue to put people in seats and you know strive for a championship. And you're not going to do that trading away superstar players for draft picks that you may or may not hit on. How many draft picks do they have? Let's see. New Orleans draft picks. That's a great question. Um, Roster-wise, their roster is just absolute. It's just a random assortment of anybody right. and everybody. Just glue. Yeah, yeah now, now um, I'm interested in this. Draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. Who's on the roster? Probably give me some scrub names. Yo, yeah. Um, well, jo- they've got Josh Nikhil. Hart. Yep, Josh Hart, Nikhil, Alexander Walker, not bad. Jackson Hayes, like you mentioned. Jonas Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, Brandon Ingram, uh, Trey Murphy, uh, Garrett Temple. <laughs> Surprised he's still on the team. Uh, Kara, <laughs> Kara Lewis Jr. Get some run. Uh, Thomas Staderansky. Is it Tomas Staderansky? Tomas. There you go. Um, Lily Herman Gomez, like it, yeah, it's just like a lot of like, a lot of like seventh men. I don't want to be here, but I was traded here. Yeah, like so. Next year they have their first round pick and the Lakers' first round pick. So late. Did they? Did they? They might have used the Lakers' pick this year. I don't know. Well, I feel like they've got the Lakers, every like Lakers first round pick. Yeah. 2023, they have the better of the Lakers or New Orleans pick. 2024, they have the better of Milwaukee or New Orleans and the Lakers first round pick. They have the Lakers first round pick the next like four out of the five years. I don't know, Sate, man. I mean, I'm a big proponent of like, if you don't want to be here, bro, then don't be here, dog. Like, that's just, that's just how I am. And if it doesn't matter, work. Sports, like it doesn't matter if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. So, I'm gonna try to go and get whatever I need to get. And somebody will give, I mean, there's draft picks out there. I'd rather not get draft picks, but go to let's see who has a, an abundance of talent. Um, young Hawk. talent, use the Hawks as Atlanta. an example. Yeah, you can use yeah. Atlanta, get it. You can go to Atlanta and probably get two legit starting players, Josh Collins and a quarter, or something like that, or. For Zion, like cleanly. I mean, he wants Charlie's to go to New boy York. Cam. Like the dude wants to go to New York, but I mean, you can't you can't always get what you want. I just it's just one of those things, man. Like their roster's not great. I mean, but like, what are those two shitty young players that they're gonna bring in gonna do for him? Nothing, you know. Well, like build think- around the guy, Farley. How do you feel? What do you 
you booting them, you let them go, you keeping them. So uh, you have to look at you have to look at the circumstances around him and then think how quickly can we can we better this situation to take advantage of just how great this guy is. And yes, they got a haul when they traded Anthony Davis, but those are all going to be late first round picks unless the Lakers continue to just be <laughs> shit, which they're going to be fine. Um, those are probably going to be late first round picks. So what are, what are you going to do as a franchise that already is having problems getting free agents to come here to put, put yourself in the most advantageous position possible. To me, there's just no path to do that. So at this point you have to ask yourself, okay, do we want to risk having Zion on our roster for another two years and get nothing for him with very little opportunity to build, or do we want to cash in when we can? I'll disagree with Soto on the, on the sense that I, I don't think you can trade him right now. He needs to be on the floor for at least 20-ish games to remind people how transcendent he is when he's healthy. But after that, and, and I don't know what his value is right now, but I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the idea of moving on from him because you, you as a franchise are not in position to, to maximize on his talent. Like, yes, build around him. That would be a great idea. But your draft capital is going to be shit. Yeah, you got trade, you got pick swaps, but that really doesn't help you that much in, in those off years. And then what, what are you going to, who are you bringing in to build around him? So I don't know. Like, yeah, that's really pessimistic. But like, like you said before, they, they've been a complete static organization for the last four years. Um, multiple superstars have wanted to get out of them. They, they got to hit a reset button in some way, and maybe this is it. Listen. He's had knee injuries. He now has a foot injury. He's overweight. I mean, like, if I had to start a pros and cons list, the cons of keeping him on his team are far outweigh the pros. I mean, outside of you just trying to get people to come to the building. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the Pelicans Sell that fans merch. are. Sell that merch. At the end of the day, I mean, the Bucks are world champions and we are not selling out the building. I mean, I can't even resell my Laker tickets for more than what I paid for them. Damn We're near. a cheap so state. It oh, can't well. be that. It can't be that much better. Let's turn to a Hustlers podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, Soda, if you want to give us your seat location and where we can get those seats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're looking for any seats, not. Yeah. I mean, we'll be out here. Finally, we, you know, get some home games five in a row. Thank God. No, I, but I think that's a good point. Like, especially if you're struggling with popularity and attendance, like maybe that is something. However, the NBA has sort of, I don't know, debunked the idea that team specific popularity has as much impact. Well, maybe not debunked, but maybe lessened the impact on specific like team popularity versus the product overall. It feels like if you're in the NBA, you, you're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Again, what if, what if you could, let's just go through some, some what ifs, right? Would you, or wouldn't you, I'll ask the question. You guys tell me, what do you think? Would you some sort of package? Not that Boston would do this, right? Because we, I don't know if they would do it, but would you build a package if Boston says, we'll give you Jalen 
and insert two other players and picks here for Zion. I mean, Jalen uh, Brown's not transcendent, but Jalen Brown. I mean, is he? Solid, I mean, we don't so. know yet, though. He's solid right now. Like yeah. he's he's starting to come up. Yeah. What else? That's a good get? point. That's a good point. Would you do it though? Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's actually build out like the rest. I don't of want Marcus Smart. Like, who's there? You know how I feel about. Oh, Marcus it would Smart. be. Yeah, it would be Smart. Tatum, I don't want Tanner Schroeder. I don't want. <laughs> what about Jabari Parker? Is yeah, he on the team? Jabari I thought he got caught. Yeah, he's throw on Jabari. there. Um, they need a hand professional hand clapper. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the governor of the state of Massachusetts, Ennis Cantor. Um, oh boy. Aaron Neesmith. He's. He's all right. He'd be coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's... Richard, it, it, what's that dude's name? Josh Richardson. Uh, no, I'm not doing that either. Who's the power four they got that, like, block shots, real athletic guy? Robert Williams? Yeah. Robert Williams I mean, you could throw in there. Robert Williams, Jalen. I don't know I don't know if the, if the salary even works, right? But I'm just saying, like, something like that you got to consider, right? Like, I, I get it. I get it. Like, Jalen Brown might not be the superstar but he could probably help you yeah know. i mean he could drop four we've seen him drop 40 multiple times this season the dude's an exciting player right now i mean you would i think boston wins on that too as far as like making their team slightly different um but that's just an example right of, of no what could I, happen. I get like, it if dame what if dame wanted out I mean, I feel like that's coming. I think Dame is about to be like, yo, get me the hell out of here as soon as possible. But would he want to go there? Probably not. But I don't know if he has like a, you know, no trade clause in his contract. I don't think he does. Dame's salary is probably double what their entire team's salary is. <laughs> Actually, right. what's his name? Ingram getting paid, so. I've got the no, Ingram getting paid $29 million. Let's um, see here. But things like that, like. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. If the right deal comes across, don't get me wrong. But I'm not just going to trade him to trade him for some picks to, to the Knicks, you know what I mean, or wherever the hell he wants to go. To the Knicks. The I, Knicks mean, I mean, the Knicks. They wouldn't take him right now anyway. What would you get? What would they give up? R.J. Barrett? <laughs> I mean, who else? It's the, I mean, R.J. Barrett, but he's not. What did he go number two in that draft? I guess Three. they would kind of, but he's, 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 a stat, he's, a stat, he's a statute filler. What's up with Andy's boy? How's he doing? The point guard from the Spurs. Is he oh, still putting up? DeJounte Murray. Yeah. He's yeah. actually had a, a pretty decent year. I've got him on, on a fantasy team and uh, I was like, ah, oh, shit, but he's been, he's been pretty good here. I'll bring up his stats. Um, and he said he was going to have, a, he's better than who? John ja Morant, but John ja oh, Morant. Yeah. Forgot about John ja Morant. Yeah, just don't make that comp. Yeah, What's Andy. Ja doing? <laughs> Insert audio cue now. I need to get a, a nice Andy's takes audio cue in here. So to do when he wins the MVP, we'll be like, oh man. This season, he's almost averaging a triple double. He's averaging 18, 18 and a half a game, uh, seven, seven, eight rebounds, eight assists. Two hell yeah. Yeah, I mean he's been good. He's been good. It not not John Morant, but he's been good. Well, he's a, yeah, that trajectory, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, two or three he's, years from now. So I'm confused here because I'm trying to. I, I've got the trade machine up right now, and I'm seeing if 
Like they, if, if Boston engaged and did Jalen Brown and Robert Williams for Zion, the money doesn't work right away. You'd have to, like, you'd have to throw in like Valajunas in there, you know? Yeah. Stats. Josh Hart. Sadoransky's on a one-year $10 million deal, which is asinine, but whatever. Um, I, would yeah, never trade, I would never trade Jason Tatum, but the Tatum money probably works. Yeah, you, you'd, yeah you'd, they're you'd not closer trade, yeah. there. Either way, well, actually, this year, this year, salary-wise, Tatum's only making two million more than Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. Boston. It feels like they Boston would... needs like somebody in the front court to be more of a defensive. Like, yes, Marcus Smart does that off the bench, but I don't know. Like, they they mismanaged, so they overvalued their draft picks. Yep, and mismanaged what this team should have been the last three or four seasons. Right. Like once they played the Bucks in the playoffs in the first round and kind of pushed them at that point, trade every fucking draft pick that you have to go get someone else that can come in and push you over the hump. And well, they, they missed and they on Kemba and they, they missed on Gordon Hayward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so like, it's not like they didn't try it. They just didn't pan out. Um, that's why they brought my boy Al Horford back into the mix or, you know, like when they're Daniel Tice is just getting worked by Giannis in the post last year, or a couple, you know, over the course of the last few years, like, yeah, there was areas of improvement that were needed, but NBA is guard happy. So yeah, go pay the next guard. So let's, I, we're coming up on time here, but say you brought up a good question before we jumped on that. I think it's at, at least worth mentioning to this point. So early on, we're seeing a lot of teams that, we're very good last year, or we feel like are going to be competitive down the stretch struggle. Um, and it could be for a variety of reasons. Um, I won't talk about our home team at this point, because that might come up. Bucks and six. Um, yeah, well, forever, <laughs> Bucks and six. But is but there comes. anybody that you're really worried about so far that has not gotten off to a good start, that maybe they're in a hole that they're, that they're inevitably going to dig deeper? I guess, who are you worried about, if anybody? Portland's in trouble. Um, oh man, I, don't, I know Chauncey's new coach, and like they're playing okay-ish, but they're a very sluggish start. I feel like you can if they do they pass the eye test yet? It's still really early, and it's the NBA, so not everyone tries all the time, and it's a new scheme that you're learning. But early on, I'd be a little worried if I if I was them. I'm just looking at the standings right now, and well, first off. We talked about Minnesota a couple of weeks ago and how awesome they were on defense and winning some tough games. They beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Um, Minnesota now is 12th in the West. Uh, that was quick. And I think I was the one hating on Minnesota and you guys were, no, they're the greatest. Look, we just said that we gave them credit for, for looking good defensively early on. That was it. Four um, games in. So I don't like, so right now, Philly is seventh. And yeah. when I see that, I'm like, that's underwhelming. But at the same time, like, it's like, okay, but look at the, look at other teams in the East that are playing well, like Brooklyn's up there. Chicago is, you know, doing very well. Miami, yeah. um, the Knicks were going to be competitive. Um, Milwaukee and Atlanta are going to climb back in, but like, I, I don't know, like how's Indiana. Indiana is behind Atlanta right now at 13th in the East. Same record, six and nine. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, 
but like I don't know, like you feel like Philly with with Embiid and Tobias Harris, like they should they should be better than eight and six. But then again, like I don't know, I feel like eight and six is just fine for them. So maybe it's just early on. But how do you feel about <laughs> Philly? Totally. Is any team playing like absolute shit that you're saying like man? Besides, like, Houston, I think you said Houston should be a, a G League team right now. <laughs> I wonder if Christian Wood's going to get traded. Now he's got a little bit of value. He's on a good contract. He he's, he's averaging 20 points or something like that a game. I think that's huge in the NBA. Not that many people do that. I think he's only making, like, 10, 11 million. So, a very oh, no, tradable contract. More, he's making more no. than that. Let's, okay, now, now I got to see. I still got the trade machine <laughs> open. Well, while you look at that real quick, I mean, it's Three just, for 57, I, maybe? I feel right, like sorry, it's like, that, like 18 mil a year. He's 13 this year, 13 mil. Wow. Okay. So That's that not is bad. portable. That's yeah, really that's not good. bad at all, even for a rental. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it in the podcast last week when, on a basketball perspective, like who the hell would have thought the Wizards would be 10 and three? You know what I'm saying? Like the Cavaliers are playing inspired basketball. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, those, I don't, the Cavs for sure aren't making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not going to happen. The Wizards look good to me. I like the way that the team is constructed after that trade. They have people, good people. Like, they have position players. They have people that know their roles. They play well together. And they have something to prove, man. If you don't think Kuzma and Montrez Harrow and them are pissed off that they got traded off of this team, I mean, you got another thing coming, but they won't be the one seed, right? They'll be the seven or the eight, you would think. Mm-hmm. Every um, team needs a Montrez Harrell or a Bobby Portis. You know, like those yeah. guys just make teams better and might not show up on the stat sheet. Like David West was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like Dogs, man. You need dogs. Yeah, exactly. We dogs. We exactly. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. For me, I'm worried about Boston. I'm worried about Boston because they. it just seems like they don't get along. Yeah, and then what Marcus Smart said, he's not wrong. Like, yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown seem to be trying to one-up each other on one-on-one possessions when they're trying to score. Like, there's no ball movement. Like, oh, you scored 40, I'm going to try to score 30. And that's fun as a fan, but it's not fun, you know, as a, as a teammate. And it's definitely not going to contribute to more wins than losses when you're playing against better teams or you're in the playoffs. Boston's my probably number one concern, like, I mean, outside of together, yeah, yeah, they gotta they gotta figure it out. They should be a, a top five team in the East by the end of the season. You would think they can do it on talent alone, but I don't. I just feel like there won't be no movement for them in the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Bulls came out of nowhere. They look better than them. Miami's better than them. I mean, where do they fall now? Right? They don't. They don't really have a place. It feels like, even though. Jason Tatum for sure is a superstar. Jalen Brown is starting to try to prove that he is one as well. <laughs> I don't know. On the West, though, there's just so much. There's not that many good teams, I feel like. They have a lot worse teams in the West now. The roles have reversed. I mean, Minnesota is not that good. The Spurs usually will at least challenge for the eighth seed without a superstar, right, just because Pop is a great coach. Pelicans are awful. Houston's awful. Portland probably ends up trading Dame this year. I, I feel that in my gut. <laughs> it's just going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, that. I feel like the West is set one through at least nine. 
and then the East is just gonna be a shit show all the way through. Especially if the Bucks don't get healthy, man. I mean, yeah, the Bucks could get into like the five seed. Yeah, and that would like be surprising. legitimately, it wouldn't be surprising at all. But then you would set, end up having to play like the Bulls or something in the first round, which would be annoying as shit. Yeah, look, like we'll talk about Milwaukee here for just a second. So. Milwaukee has two things that I think are contributing to this start. Number one, long, long run. And then the Olympics for two of your, your big three. So like, I, I love the fact that Brooke Lopez is not getting a ass ton of clock right now. (laughs) And, and they're giving Drew holiday a lot of time to get back. I know he's back now. Um, I, I haven't heard a thing about Chris Middleton since he tested positive for COVID, but I'm assuming he's fine. And uh, they're just not rushing him back. Like I, I'm totally for the way that they're managing minutes of key contributors right now because it, I mean, it addresses the second point, which is what does the second unit look like? They're trying to figure that out right now. And what is Grayson Allen going to be? And if we were to trade, I don't know, Dante DiVincenzo, which they um, should, yeah. What what would we need? And what can we rely on? Is Semi Ojale going to be PJ Tucker light? Um, it, can Rodney Hood get clocked for us? They're figuring out what that unit looks like. And they, they're they one of the few teams, maybe outside of Chicago, who's obviously gone through a major face, facelift, that has, has had that much change in some part of their roster. And uh, they're figuring out what they're going to be down the stretch. So I, I'm not too worried. You know that they're going to find a way to win. Um, they may not be the one seed, but they weren't the ones who last year. So yeah, well, it won't be too big of a deal for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, end of the day, Atlanta should climb. Like you said earlier, the who's, uh, who's balling out for the Cavs right now that they're doing well. Evan Mobley's been pretty good. It's not my boy, CD Osman. I just looked him up. <laughs> um, ten, they also point, just... two and a half reeves and one and a half assists. So they also lost Colin Sexton. Uh, I think last week with a meniscus issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be out for an extended amount of time. That won't help. But um, I think Darius Garland is playing pretty well. Now I want to look that up. Um, yeah, and Darius Garland, I think he's averaging like 16 points a game or some shit. He should I, be their leading scorer. Yes. 16, 16 uh, and seven dimes. So pretty, pretty nice start for a guy that, you know, was showed signs last year. But yeah, Evan Mobley has come on and, and contributed in a huge way for them. And don't forget, they've got Jared Jared Allen. I was too. about to say Jared Allen is a big addition, dude. Like is Kevin Love alive? Yeah, he's getting clock. He plays like 25 a game. Just max contract, 20 minutes a game. <laughs> also, so going back to contracts, Christian Wood, his cap hit for this year and next year is 13 and 14 million respectively. That is a fucking steal. Somebody trade for him now. It like, is a steal. I think it was hell? three, it was three what does years. Make? Can we, can we oh, make God. that trade? I mean, it ain't that much, but no, yeah, Dante like 3 million, 5 million, something yeah, like he's that. Still on a rookie deal, right? He's on his fifth year. Yeah. Um, the one that got away. Damn. Well, well, we, look, just, we couldn't, we had too many power forwards at the time. Between small forwards and power forwards, he, he couldn't have, couldn't get any clock with us. Couldn't get any clock with like five teams after us. I know he definitely couldn't. Yeah, like the only reason he's playing. I mean, he got a chance was because he was on the Rockets, but now he's you know showcasing. 
I just remember us watching the D League. Like, man, this guy's gonna be good. Yeah, I used to talk about it all the time. Like, him, and Rashad Vaughn. In the D oh, God. him and Rashad Vaughn are balling out. Rashad Vaughn. Okay, well, video. we should end it with Rashad Vaughn. Yeah, actually, let's find out what team Rashad Let's end it on finding out what team Rashad Vaughn plays on right now. Oh, my God. Anywhere in the world. Rashad. Oh, man. Um, one of my family members brought up the fact that Tyler Ennis is playing in like the Turkish National League right now, like randomly on Saturday. And I was like, why do you think I'm interested in that? <laughs> like, well, why are you telling me this? I don't care. Um, let's see here. I don't think he's on a roster. Let's see. Well, he's, he's definitely not in the NBA. I don't know why he's not showing up here. Basketball reference doesn't have this. No, I don't think he is on a roster. Damn. Oh, he's got uh, Ukrainian. Honest. Ukrainian. League. There we go. There we go. Yeah. The, the Ukrainian Basketball Super League. So <laughs> he's playing in the elite. He's probably still like only 23. Um 25. Yeah, he's yeah. still pretty young. Man, wow. Make your way I, back. Break your way back, Rashad. Yeah. State wants you back on the team, boy. We yeah. could use we could use another another shooting guard. Look at what PJ Tucker did, man. Just do your thing, baby. Go dominate the Ukraine, own the Baltics, and uh <laughs> we'll welcome you back with open arms. I agree. Um <laughs> Soto, you talked about it's getting hot in the gaming world. What do you got coming up this week? Anything? No, nah, just, I mean, going to try to stream a lot. Crypto's been taking over my life, y'all. But getting back to some video games out here tomorrow will be on uh, Battlefield. I might punt Halo till whenever actually comes out. They just released the multiplayer this week. Um, the game doesn't come out till, till December 9th. So we'll probably do some Forza. I still need to get some 2K in with Zach and the boys. We've been running. We actually got a winning record on Rex, so that's exciting. Usually we start getting smoked early, but this year we, we're doing all right for ourselves. Ah, drop um, a little, so drop some cash on some DC. That's exciting. I mean, it only gets you so far. The badges is what matter. You got to yeah. grind for that. Um, Yeah, outside of that, man, we're just trying to figure out all this Disney launch stuff, so... Yeah, that's soon with some more content. That's crazy. I saw they they ran an ad on Monday Night Football for um, I don't know what they're calling it, but they're bundling like Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus all in one service. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've had that. They've had it for a while since. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like fourteen bucks a month or some shit. Yeah, I may or name. may not share a subscription of some <laughs> other families. Yeah, we've got a lot of fans from the uh, FCC, so. <laughs> <laughs> coming at you the feds knocking at your door um, and then basketball perspective if maybe sate can uh carve out a little bit of his yeah, valuable man. time and finally be on i gotta the, stop on being a, a dad yeah put them kids to bed <laughs> um, yeah. good thing is soto stays up late like i do so we yeah. could do it literally do it any juncture any time of the evening and you drop those on wednesdays right wednesdays yep wednesdays wednesdays um, I think we'll be back for a fantasy show tomorrow. I'm waiting to hear from Annie, Andy, Andy, um, well, if, if he's going to be in, uh, look, yeah, my boss is usually dominating my life. Um, <laughs> so we'll be back. And if not, I'll probably just drop another, uh, another quick hits episode like I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. But, um, speaking of gaming, uh, I'm going to be doing a, kind of an informal podcast reviewing Skyrim anniversary edition uh, 
I've been living in Skyrim for like, I don't know, the last 48 hours. Um, <laughs> so I'll be doing a review of that. If you've played Skyrim, you'll definitely check out the podcast. That's probably going to drop on Thursday evening. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's worth it. Um, even with 10 years later and not much new added content, I'll explain why, but it's pretty awesome. So I've never played it. Dude, I never played the first one. That is such a time dump for me. I just it, never, I never could do it. You know, some of us Soto have such poor <laughs> realities <laughs> that we need to find other avenues to live our lives. And um, yeah, I'm a black Argonian. So, um, but that's it. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, jumping on with us again. Check us out on Twitter. We are at NR Sports Edition. Uh, if you if you want more of the nerd part of the nerd related, Brian, how do you follow that? What's our line on there? Yep. So it's just at nerd related crew on Twitter, um, on Facebook as well. So that's where you'll catch all the streaming. That's where you'll catch the videos on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you follow that. Excellent. And remember, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. See ya.